Welcome back to Lyle's Lessons. I am Madison, and I am joining the host with the most who's not Space Ghost Coast to Coast, but in fact... Wait, what? Space Ghost Coast to Coast. What? Uh, it's a TV show from the 90s on Adult Swim. There's a TV show called Space Ghost? Coast to Coast. Yes. Uh, welcome back to Lyle's Lessons. This time we are talking about grape apes. Hmm? Grape ape? Great apes. Great ape. So let me ask you, what is an ape? It's a family of primates that includes exactly eight different species. Oh, okay, so exactly eight. No more, no less. It's like the Sith, rule of two. No. Uh, so we have different orangutans, right? Uh-huh. They're the Bornean, Sumatran... Uh, tap, tapanali, which I think is, uh, those are the ones in Indonesia, if I thought, if I'm correct. What do we know about orangutans? Um, they do have troops, and the males will be territorial. Males live alone sometimes. Then we also have the eastern and western gorillas. Males lead, the males lead the troops. We also have the chimpanzee and bonobo. People once thought that chimpanzees were bonobos, yeah, so in chimps, they have male-led groups, but females can make their own groups. And we've also learned what? Chimps are more violent than bonobos. Yeah, bonobos aren't very violent, are they? No. They're, like, super peaceful. I love them. And we were watching a bunch of videos that evolutionary forces made them very different, so they are actually divergent species. They used to be one species, and then the river split. So when the river began to get wider, the species of eight split. And they had to adapt to their new habitat, and eventually it made them very different. Yeah, so the chimps actually lived near gorillas, and there was less readily available food on the ground. So they had to learn to be more aggressive, to compete for less resources. So if you were an aggressive chimp, you were more likely to survive. However, bonobos, there were no gorillas and lots of ground plants. So they didn't, if they, even if they were mean, it wouldn't help them at all. Well, no, because everyone did get along, so if they were aggressive, they'd probably be ignored. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Also, bonobos. Bonobos part of the LGBT spectrum is the best way to put that. Bonobos are queer. They do have queer relationships. Uh, this is a scientific fact. It is something that does happen. Female bonobos and female bonobos will have relationships with each other and males and males. Uh, and the last great ape is what? Humans. Yeah, we're great apes. We're not great, though. I like humans sometimes. Humans can do great things. You can give me that look, but humans invented a Yakadon, Momo. Humans also are destroying the earth. Yeah, but also great things like art. Actually, animals do art too. That's true. So let's talk about what makes an ape an ape. Uh, it's tailless. All great apes, the males are uh, on average larger and stronger than the females. Most living species are predominantly quadrupedal. They are all able to use their hands for gathering food or nesting materials, and in some cases, tool use. Um, they build complex sleeping platforms, also called nests in the trees to sleep in at night. But chimpanzees and gorillas also build nests and... On the ground, on like the terrestrial nests, right? Yeah. Sometimes gorillas even sleep on the bare ground. So I've read that mountain gorillas have to rebuild their nest every night because they're always traveling. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I like that. So all species are omnivorous, uh, although chimpanzees and orangutans primarily eat fruit. Bonobos are the only great apes that do not kill. Yeah, ch chimpanzees actually are very violent and territorial. 
I well, I mean, it's hard to put human words on an animal behavior, but they do do things that resemble some sort of war. Uh, they do definitely seem to have culture. A lot of the great apes do seem to have culture. They will pass things down. They will pass down language, uh, body, you know, body language included. They'll pass down tool use. They're very intelligent, very creative. I know for a lot of zookeepers, these are the animals you want to watch out for. Like chimpanzees and gorillas are can be incredibly dangerous, especially chimpanzees. They're very, very smart. And I know that it's a rule of thumb that a lot of zoos don't let new zookeepers work with chimps because they are so intelligent. So most great apes are intelligent, and we learned that there is a orangutan that can pick locks. Yeah, he was getting out of the zoo every night, and no one knew how. He was getting out of the zoo, and no one knew how. Then they put a camera, and he was picking locks with sticks. No, not sticks. He had a wire. He hid oh, a wire. wire. Yeah, he found a piece of wire and hid it, hid it so that no one would find it. And then he'd pick the lock. Every night, he let himself out, had a great time. Uh, so also great apes, their pregnancy lasts about eight to nine months, which is kind of uh, different for a lot of the animal kingdom. But also, it's mostly the result in a birth of just one offspring, rarely twins. This would be different than other mammals. So great apes have a remarkably long adolescence. They're not being weaned for several years uh they don't become fully mature for eight to 13 years in most species though orangutans and humans are longer most species um gorillas have gorillas and chimpanzees live in a live in family groups of around five to ten individuals although much larger groups are sometimes noted yeah so and i think i think the big thing to note here is that apes are intelligent they have family structures which I do think is important to note, too, that especially we talk about evolutionary forces on humans, we are more closely related to bonobos. Uh, than any other great ape. And bonobos tend to be very, very social. So it is a sign that our social interactions are an evolutionary adaptation. So the next time you hear a libertarian spout everyone for themselves, it is counter-evolutionary for our species to do that. We need each other. That's an important thing about us. So let's talk about the Pokemon. We have a few, and I know there's going to be at least one of these that people are going to argue with us about, mm -hmm. but we're going to talk about them. So we have Slacking. What is he about? Likely based on the giant ground sloth, like its evolution line, hands and the hands and feet are similar to those of a gorilla. Yeah, so like it's, it comes from, you know, Slackoff and Vigoroth, and they tend to look a little bit more sloth-like, especially the hands and the feet. Uh, but Slacking definitely has... Gorilla traits. Yes. Uh, then we have Chimchar, who is one of my absolute faves. I love the Chimchar line. One of my favorite lines. Some, some fluences of chimpanzees, including how it walks and can climb. When the fire is off, it looks like a chimpanzee. Yeah, it doesn't really have a tail, so it, it will put the fire out, and it does look like a chim. Next we have Dramatan. Who is, that one's based on Derma dolls, which are from Japanese Buddhism, modeled after um, the Bodhi, uh, sorry, I'm going to butcher this. I'm going to do my absolute best. Um, Bodhiharma. So uh, at the end no. of the... Bodhiharma. Okay, well, thanks for that. So at the end of the year, the, uh, the Derma dolls are, are brought back to the temple that they were purchased from, and there's like a traditional burning ceremony. Uh, the the uh, Derma dolls are burned at a ceremony that uh, Dramatan's designer attended. The ones that they were at the ceremony, they actually looked kind of like gorillas, and that was kind of the basis for Dramatan. Obviously, the name itself comes from orangutan, uh, but the knuckle walking and the body shape matches a lot of the great apes, specifically gorillas. Next, we have orangaroo. What can you tell us about orangaroo? The name orangutan is translates as a person of the forest, which orangutan 
Peru is also known as it lives in the jungle. Just like orangutans. Psychic typing may be a reference to the orangutan's high intelligence. Yeah, and orangutans are really intelligent, very smart creatures. Uh, next one here is we have Rillaboom. Obviously, it looks like a gorilla, but it has another reference here, right? It's drumming may be a reference to the chest-beating in gorillas. Side note, chest-beating gorillas is a territorial thing that male silverbacks do to each other. It so, is an act of aggression. You do I not do that to a gorilla. They may think that you are being aggressive, and they may be inclined to actually try to attack. Our sister was saying, I'm going to beat my chest around a gorilla, and we were trying to explain to her that you can get very hurt doing that. Well, we've seen videos of zoos where little kids do that, and the gorillas, like, smash the glass. Yeah. yeah they're very powerful, just like Rillaboom. Rillaboom is an attack-heavy monster, and gorillas are incredibly strong. They're not to be taken lightly. Mm-mm. Now, our last one is a new one, and I understand the name, but the way it looks, it's positioning, it's coloration, everything, the lack of tail. So we have Monkadori, and we said... It's regular coloration, resembles a bonobo. Yeah, it kind of looks like a bonobo, and bonobos kind of have that upright walk. We were watching videos about them, and all of us were sitting here watching it, and we were all like, oh my gosh, it's like watching a person, Mm -hmm. because they're very slender, they have a very human-like physique. Uh, I think Monkadori definitely shows a bonobo. So, So let's talk about the adaptations of the Pokemon. So we have Slacking. What do we know about Slacking? Uh... It conserves its energy by sleeping all day, so it can eat grass, and grass is low energy. Yeah, it's a low energy food. It doesn't really give you much nutritional value, does it? Mm-mm. What else? They'll cooperate with each other during fruit season, and they're incredibly strong. Yeah, their attack's 160, which is insane. And I was telling Lila about Slacking's ability, how they can only attack every other turn. They don't need to attack every turn. Well, I mean, like, in today's meta, they would, but in previous generations, it made sense. Um, Next we have, again, one of my favorite babies. We got Chimchar. What adaptations did Chimchar have? Chimchar's got a lot. Shoot fire, which is not an adaptation. I think it is. We always argue with this every time they shoot fire. What else we got? Um, It can climb. Yeah, like trees and stuff. And and dig. It's... It's acrobatic yeah jump swing in all that great stuff so it also like it knows like hand-to-hand combat like martial arts because it becomes a fighting type mm-hmm. and it says pokedex entry talks about it climbing and living along cliffs which is very reminiscent that's more reminiscent of things like baboons not necessarily chimpanzees but you know can't get them all <laughs> pokemon Dur- tries so next we got duramitan what do we know about that um it can destroy a jump tr- dump truck in one punch and I know most people don't know this, but orangutans are actually incredibly strong. They are stronger than, like, humans. Like, I think it's, like, t- well over twice as strong. So that makes sense. Hardens into stone to protect itself. Yeah, so things are attacking it. It's like, nope, nope, nope. No, you're not. Um, It can meditate to heal. Awesome thing. And I think that fits the orangutan kind of feel, but also the fact that it does have connections to Buddhism, especially Zen Buddhism. So Zen Buddhism being a, you know, having that Japanese roots there, uh, it, it where it gets its name from Zen mode and that meditation and the fact that it's related to healing is kind of cool too. Now, Orangaroo has a lot of lot of interesting adaptations here. I think it can outsmart new trainers. So only veteran trainers should take it because it will trick you if you're a kid. Um, it lives high in the canopy. Which we learned about with orangutans that they have to teach each other to be afraid of snakes. Or like they're they're cautiously they know how to recognize snakes but they need to learn to be afraid of certain snakes right that's what they yeah. said because there are certain snakes where they live that are dangerous so living high in the canopy prevents you from getting hurt. It throws pokeball 
and gives other Pokemon orders. What an amazing annotation. This thing is so smart that it can literally make other Pokemon do its work. Yeah. Um, it gathers orbs to heal other Pokemon. Which is also great because not only does it know how to instruct, but it also knows how to care. Which, again, these are all, like, very good symbols. I think this one represents the Great Ape family the best uh, because it shows not only the intelligence, but also the compassion, which is something that we were watching about, that a lot of the Great Apes do show compassion. We know gorillas do. We've all seen videos of them, you know, especially a kid falls into the cage. The gorillas will try to, like, help it. Um, but we also know things like bonobos. We were watching that bonobos actually have higher levels of empathy than humans, which is great. Uh, orangutans, orangutans will also show empathy to each other. So it does fit that whole great ape thing. I think the only one that's not the super empathetic is the chimps. They can be, but no. they're also super violent. Yeah, yeah. chimps are very dangerous. Um, it does not like other orangutans. Which also fits too. We know that the male orangutans are very territorial and they will. But again, that's another adaptation, an evolutionary trait to ensure that. They can lead a group, but sometimes they're just like, I don't like you. Well, not only that, it ensures that the strongest ones reproduce and the weakest ones don't. So it's a great trait to ensure survival for the species. Now we have Rillaboom. Oh, it uses drums to communicate with other Rillabooms. Awesome adaptation. You can tell them what you're doing. You drum a beat and they're like, oh, I got you. It lives in troops and fights for dominance. So again, those social things that we see in the Great Ape family. They live in troops because they work in communities. They live together, help each other. But they fight for dominance to ensure the strongest genetics survive. Now, Monkadori, I know you don't know much about that, and I don't know the terrible amount because I still haven't gotten to finish the DLC. Uh, but I guess the poison chain around it powers its brain, giving it psychic powers, which is kind of cool, or in increasing its psychic powers. It keeps away from foes. Yeah, like it like hides from them and uses its psychic abilities so it doesn't get hurt. So that's kind of cool. You know, using that from a distance means you're less likely to get hurt. So... As we wrap this up, though, we got to talk about there's a lot of conservation stuff here to discuss. Yeah. We're going to do our best to touch as much as we can. You wrote uh, pretty much all of this here at the end, so I'm going to let you kind of lead us here. All great apes minus humans are endangered or critically endangered. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I think the only ones that aren't critically endangered was chimpanzees. Yeah. Uh, but everything else is pretty much critically endangered. And so that means, and we were watching a thing yesterday, certain species, I think it's the Borneo orangutans are likely to go fully like virtual we would call that functionally extinct because they will not exist in the wild at some point in the next two decades and we were watching a video about that and i remember your sister started crying and like was really upset yeah. and we had to tell it like no more oreos no more chocolates no well more. we'll get to that in a second so tell us why the orangutans are being threatened orangutans forests are being destroyed for palm oil and some sell, sell the baby orangutans yeah so like certain poachers will sell them i uh, that's one of the things we found for the great apes is that deforestation is a huge issue but the other issue is tends to come from human involvement not just for the bodies of these animals but to collect them as pets which you should never have a great ape as a pet no it's not a good pet but like yeah so and because the, so the issue is that because great apes reproduce so slowly like it's humans. hard to well and it's hard then to rebuild populations mm -hmm when they're being destroyed at a quick rate. Because we learned that every bonobo you take, you're losing about two dozen. That's true, yeah, because of how slowly they reproduce and how they reproduce, it takes that much longer to like it takes that much more work to replace the one that is removed. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. That's why they're not in zoos and stuff. Uh, some zoos have bonobos, like uh, Columbus does, where we go. They shouldn't. Well, but zoos also do conservation, too, yeah. so that's important, too. So, so it's different if 
like they rescue an animal rather than them just taking it to put in their zoo. Well, but we also know that some zoos like the Bronx Zoo do programs where they try to repopulate endangered animals and will put them back into the wild to reestablish. And that is something that has worked in the past. Uh, it's just right now as a the world is changing, we have to do it at a higher rate than we've ever done it. Um, some people eat b- bonobo and chimpanzee. Yeah, that one I don't know as much about. You told me about it. I mean, I believe it. We've talked about things like you and I've talked about things like pangolin scales, which is just keratin, but it's just your fingernails, shark fins. Like, like we know that there are definitely people in the world who will eat animals and there are beliefs and I'm not trying to criticize any belief, but there are beliefs that certain animals have certain properties. It's just unfortunately because of the amount of people, and I, I think they said one of the biggest threats or the biggest threats for orangutans and bonobos we were, we were reading and watching comes out of countries like India and China where there's more trade. But to be clear, there's more trade because there's more people. We're talking about two countries that roughly make up close to half the world's population. Mm-hmm. So when you have that many people, there's more. There's going to obviously be more occurrences. It doesn't necessarily mean the rate's higher. But it, it, it is an issue. It's something to be aware of. Um, and then so you also said... People sell bonobos to keep as pets and for zoos. Yeah, and we are talking about that again. Again, they do not make good pets. They're smart. They are social. They need interaction with others. It's not a great thing to do. Um, we also know about gorillas. Gorillas are being killed for their heads and feet. Yeah, some people treat the gorilla heads as trophies. Uh, hands and feet get turned into things like ashtrays. Uh, my students and I talked about that this year because we read, uh, one of the first books we read this year was The One and Only Ivan. Oh, I love that book. Yeah, it's a great book. And I know that I got you a book about the actual Ivan uh, when we were doing research for this episode. That Sorry, when we were doing reading for this episode and that it is something to think about, which we just mentioned, like these animals, great apes, do need social interaction with other animals of their species. Uh, but... I know in the book, The One and Only Ivan, they do mention like that there are gorilla hands and feet being sold. And that's why his parents are killed. Mm-hmm. And, just, and they took him yeah. to a mall. Yeah. Great things. Not really great. Gorilla, all are impacted by human actions. So not only deforestation, not only poaching, but other things too. You know, like the way our climate change. It's, it's, it's really disheartening at times to see how much our actions are impacting some of these amazing animals. So what can we do to help, Lila? You can help by not purchasing from companies that products with palm oil. We're looking at you, Nestle. Nestle is a huge problem, actually. Nestle is one of the biggest perpetrators of the deforestation, uh, and it is something to be aware of. Yes, Nestle owns, we were looking it up last night, Nestle owns some over 100 subsidiaries, so it's really hard to not use Nestle. We found out they own almost every company of dog and cat food that we find at stores like Target. So if you're going to get pet food, don't go to Target. Go to a pet store. I mean, well, yeah, but like the point is that like it's, it's, it's hard because it is such a gigantic company. Yeah. But it's really frustrating because, you know, these large companies are causing massive deforestation and causing the endangerment. They own Oreo, multiple chocolate companies. I don't remember if Nestle is Oreo. They might be Nabisco, but they do own Kit Kat. And that sucks. Um, So one last thing we said you can do to help. Donate Donate to your local zoos 
and conservation funds that support aid conservation. So I know our zoos have funds and you can pick where your money is being donated when you walk in. Like they give you a little token, you get to pick where your zoo ticket admission, like how it's being used. Uh, but you can donate to lots of funds. Uh, one of the other things, a lot of zoos do adoptions. We've done that through Columbus Zoo where you can adopt an animal, quote unquote adopt. Uh, but you know, you're helping with conservation and research. Basically, you pay money for conservation of the animals. And they send you sometimes like a gift or stuffed animal. Our sister would always pick turtle, and then she'd always pick <laughs> a stuffed animal. Haley and turtles. Haley loves turtles. So that's it. Um, thanks for joining us this time. Next time, we'll have another fun episode for you here on Lila's Lessons. <laughs> Bye. Bye.